Hello everyone. Hello, hello. I'm Tony. And I'm Tally. And we are the, the Lazy, Lazy Book, Book Lovers. Lovers. This is a podcast for book lovers who procrastinate about reading and have never ending to be read piles. Uh, today we are doing our little indie author feature episode. Mm-hmm. So this is basically Indian independently published authors. So they're not going through like any of the big publishing houses. They've done it off their own back themselves. Essentially. Yep. yep. For me and Tony in our timeline, these mm. are coming out very imminently. So for you, some of these might already be out. So go check them out. They sound Who'd good. Go support independent authors. Mm. Oh, also we have a link in our beacon. Wait, what are we? We're not beacon. We use card. In our card, which will have all of these books in a wish list on Amazon, so you can pick them up there. Obviously, don't buy them through that, or you will just send them to me, which is fine. Yeah, it's probably not your intention, but feel free to do that. Put them on your own wish list, (laughs) or buy it for us so we can read it. Yeah, review it for you. We're we're happy to do that. We'll we'll take that bargain. Okay, Um, then we've got the window open Mm. because it's hot. My room gets toasty, and. We just don't feel like being toasted. No, I, I'm, I'm doing a lot of talking today and I can get sleepy at the best of times when mm. talking, let alone when I'm warm as well. So Warm and cosy. Yeah. <laughs> if you want the energy maintained, we're keeping that window open. My bed has too many cushions on it. It's very cosy. Yeah, have you seen I'm deliberately sitting forward? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not leaning back today. No, because then I'm going to start slouching and oh, get more okay. and more comfy. And just then thinking just, about your lower back. Yeah, I'll probably wiggle around a bit. Um, okay, so this is exciting. All of these except one I found on TikTok. So oh, nice. Good job, everyone, with Good your job, marketing. Advertising. Yeah. Okay, so the first one comes out tomorrow, and Ooh. it will be available on Kindle Unlimited. Oh no! <laughs> um, so this is called A Dance of Blood and Destiny. Oh God! And it's by K R S. McIntyre, McIntyre. Also, oh, forgot to do. <laughs> disclaimer: I cannot read names of any origin. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's a British name, which is where we're from, Just or fact. anywhere else. Yeah, can they do names? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. So we apologise in advance. Mm-hmm. You get what you get. <laughs> Yeah, I really struggle with fantasy names as well, which is annoying because we mostly read fantasy. <laughs> okay, so um, this is part of a book series called The Eldritch Trials, and each book oh, is God. done by a different author. Right. And they've all got really good covers, so it kind of okay. matchy matchy. So it's a collection, and the books are called, uh, yeah, I'll do the author's one. The books in the collection are. A Corruption of Gilded Ashes by Jessica Cage. A Seeker of Honour and Redemption by A.L. Riley. Pride of the Chimera by A.D. McGee. McGee? Sins of the Serpent King by Deliza Jenkins. A, A Blaze of Spirit and Dreams by D.L. Howard. Song of Sin by E.M. Lacey. A Dance of Blood and Destiny, which is what I'm talking about today. And A Drop of Ink and Obsidian by Kish Knight. Oh my god, those are some cracking fantasy names. Mm. Jesus. So obviously um, it doesn't say here in the in the description, but obviously it's um, Eldritch. It's very um, H.P. Lovecraft. They're right. all H.P. Lovecraft inspired. Right, got you. Yeah, um, because he is the... Eldritch horror, Arkham horror, Eldritch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's all intertwined, and then it's got like the Chimera and stuff, which he used to write about a lot. Um. Anyway, back to this book. So the one I'm discussing that comes out tomorrow. So the rest of the series, some are already out, some are to come out. Mm-hmm. This one: Can an exiled princess save a broken kingdom? The Alani kingdom is under attack. If murderous bandits don't destroy the peaceful and prosperous Fey community, then kingdom politics and family drama will. 18-year-old Princess Kaya is done bending to the will of her overbearing mother, who thinks an arranged marriage with a powerful elven prince can save the kingdom from being ransacked by assassins, bandits and rogues. Mm. 
She's done hiding her forbidden romance with her vampire boyfriend. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. Kaya's boyfriend was still around. Uh, father, even. <laughs> if her father was still around. She suspects he'd grant her the freedom to choose her own path in life and love. But he's been missing for years and presumed dead. While estranged from the royal family, she learns that information about her father's disappearance might be found on the island of Elderton, where the deadly Eldritch trials take place. Now she must enter the trials to learn the truth about her father, prove herself a worthy queen, and save her kingdom from all who stand against it. Mm. So it's uh, the Eldritch Trials is a magical shared fantasy world. How cool does that sound? That's amazing. Yeah, so that comes out tomorrow for us on the 8th of August, and it'll be in Kingdom Unlimited. And let me show you the cover. It's got like a steampunk-esque border which says the Eldritch Trials and, it's and like that's gates as well. Yeah, and that's the same on all of oh, the books. Okay, that's clever. So they all are cohesive. And then they all have like a background image that tends to be a building by the looks of it. And all the yeah. text is all in that gold fancy uh fancy. Fancy. Fantasy. Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Swishy writing. Swish swish swish. Um yeah, so check that out. If that sounds good. Check out the that other ones very good. in the series. Uh, looks as though they are all on Kindle Unlimited. So right, roll for me. There we go. Okay, so the next one also comes out on the 8th of August. And this is called Space for Love by Emily Antoinette. And this is a sweet and spicy sci-fi romance. <laughs> What's not to love? <laughs> um, Sci-fi romance. Oh, I don't think I've read any of them. It's going to be in Kindle Unlimited as well. Oh, God damn it. Um, a human starting over light years from home, accepting a job on Spire Station sounded great in theory. Now that I'm on an enormous alien spaceship with no humans in sight, I'm questioning the sanity of that choice. But it's not all bad. When my best friend Mesley tricks me into using a pleasure sim... I find an unexpected connection with Brex, the intriguing alien running the sim. He's everything I'd want in a partner. Charming, empathetic and so damn sexy. The only problem? He hides behind a halo and refuses to let me see his true self. For all I know, he could be a sentient ooze, but I'm too far gone to care. I want him no matter what he looks like. Now I just have to find a way to prove it. Interesting. Um, Space for Love is a cosy sci-fi romance featuring a plus-size female main character, a monstrous alien male main character, and enough spice to keep you warm even in the coldness of space. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, I like um, that. So the cover is quite reminiscent of Kimberly Lemming's old covers, because obviously she's mm. getting new ones done. Um, so it's like Ooh, a cartoony okay. kind of illustration of a woman being embraced by a alien and she's it's got kind like of got like elf ears though and he's kind of, yeah elven i like that mm. looks fun it's like it looks like you know like the cartoony style romance covers that are in mm. fashion right now it looks like yeah. that but made fantasy-ish yeah mm. so I like um i've i follow someone who does who mostly reads sci-fi romance or like alien romance yeah and i've been starting to put a few on like a potential tbr that she talks about so <laughs> i think i'm ready to dip into the alien side of so you've done monsters, monsters. yeah you've done the krakens and now it's time for some aliens i probably won't go near ice planet barbarians because that's a big series that i do not want to devote time oh to oh my god yeah it's like 22 books or something i had no it? idea it was so long yeah until like because it was just the one book that everyone was giving hype about mm. and then when you find out there's like so many yeah, and there, I do. How much can you say about alien penises? Um, well, it's just lots of different situations, okay. I guess. Yeah, mm. I like the seriousness with which you took that mm. question. And the female main character gets pregnant at some point as well, because that's what they have like a pregnancy kink. Oh, yeah, like a breed- I think that's one of the reasons I've never kink. read it is because I've got a breeding kink. Mm. I'm not yeah. sure that's and for like, me. Um, the beginning book uh, apparently the the first book is quite different to the rest mm. so like the first book um is like 
the women are like non-consensually impregnated by the aliens okay like kidnapped mm. and stuff and then i think from the second book onwards it's more leaning into like the fun of it rather than okay. trying to be serious is my understanding i haven't read them okay. i probably won't because i need to stop picking up long series because it takes me 12 years to read because you're a mood reader so you never read them one after the other so it takes you about four years to finish a series I know, like, I put together my serious tracker and I was like, this is just bullshit at this point. What am I doing? <laughs> um, okay, the next one. Another one we both hand, want guys. to read. She's doing the hand. <laughs> Comes out on the 11th of August and, and it'll be on Kindle Unlimited. Right. Okay, so it's another series where... Um, it's like the same world, but there's different authors for all of them. Oh, and this clever. is the 11th like book in the collection. And the collection's like called Starry Kingdoms of the Fae. Oh, no. So, it says, these books are all standalone novellas. At least they're novellas. But a novella is like 250 pages here, so... Mm-hmm. To me, that's a book. <laughs> yeah, I think that should count as a book. Written by your favourite fantasy authors and are the perfect read for your summer vacation. Prepare to be swept away into magical worlds with tropes you obsess over and swoon-worthy romance. So, yeah, and oh, all the covers God. match. I'm just loving this vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm in danger. <laughs> I'm in danger. Okay, so this one's called Bound by Honey. Yeah. And it's by Jamie Dalton. Um, a magical library, an incurable curse, and a woman who loves her coffee. Sage Fort, working in a magical library, was already the stuff of fairy tales. When a gargoyle named Freddy is your co-worker, you know your job is anything but ordinary. But even Sage couldn't have predicted the chaos that ensues when the charming four come knocking. With their leader, Prince Finn, cursed and sage... Oh, their leader is cursed. Ha ha! I got that. And Sage, in need of a place to stay, (laughs) she can't help but get involved in his quest for a cure. When his brother, the Crown Prince, is up to no good and secrets are being kept, will Sage step up to the challenge or will her cosy life cosy, or keep her cosy life cosy? There's enemies to lovers, low risk, but they're not enemies. (laughs) Low risk, high stakes, cosy fantasy romance, high stakes. (laughs) Um, It's packed with sass, charm and plenty of magic. If you enjoy the heavy male cast, but she only ends up with one person, in things such as Meteor Garden, I'm sorry, I need to find that book right now. Meteor Garden, yeah. The cosy fancy vibes of that time I got drunk and saved a demon. Yeah. Yep. But need that sprinkle of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, this book is for you. Sign me the fuck up, Jamie. Yeah, that sounds like, <laughs> that sounds like you. To a two. So, um, all of the books have the same border and the same, like... So it's like a filigree... Illustration. Like, golden... All different colours, but like... And then, like, a shiny. little castle on some rocks. And then just the... They've all got the same font for the names. Ooh. So the books are cool. I'll go through the books. Mm-hmm. So the first one's called Bound by Treason, a Fae Bodyguard Romance. Bound by Blood... Um, a cosy fancy romance with hearty soup, an ugly pup, a cursed <laughs> blood fae, and a lonely human. Like that. Bound by Watchers, an epic angels and fae fairy tale romance. Bound by Stardust, a fae fantasy romance. Bound by Dragons, a standalone fantasy romance. Bound by Curses and Enemies to Lovers. If they're actually enemies. They're never actually <laughs> enemies! <laughs> Bound by Ravens, a standalone Rivals to Lovers. See, Rivals to Lovers. I can Mm. get on board with that. Mm -hmm. I believe they're actually Rivals to Lovers. Bound by Knighthood, a Rivals to Lovers. Yep. Bound by Twilight, a gender-swapped Jack and a Beanstalk retelling. Retelling. Oh, their fantasy, their um, fairy tale retellings, that's it. You're a goner. I'm done, yeah. Yeah. Bound by Death, an arranged marriage fantasy retelling. And then, obviously, this one, Bound by Honey, a cosy fantasy romance. And they're all on Kindle Unlimited. Okay, then. I will read them. (laughs) Fine. Be that way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Could you guys write shit books, please? Maybe we should just stop this series of looking at indie books. 
Because then, like, there's really good things that could go in my TBR, but my, my TBR is massive. And then I feel guilty for not reading the indies, and then it's just a never-ending cycle. Yeah. Do you see what you do to me? Do you write terrible books, please? Yeah, just stop making just them sound stop. enticing. Stop <laughs> making good fantasy books. <laughs> Maybe the next indie one, I should deliberately not look for indie books. <laughs> not look for <laughs> just fantasy do, like, books. Just do, like, what's the one genre we absolutely don't want to read? Like, historical. I was just about to say historical. <laughs> historical is yeah. the only one that we're like, nah, or, not for me. Um, like, uh, historical or crime are ones I don't tend mm. to pick up unless they sound really good, so... Yeah, used to be a crime thriller, thriller girly, but not so much anymore. Yeah, no, not so much now. I mean, I don't mind them when I read them, I just don't gravitate towards them. Yeah, okay, we'll just stick to historical. <laughs> but then I'll feel bad about everyone, all the historical books we pick out, because we won't we'll be as be passionate like, about oh, it. Oh, <laughs> well, this one's well-written and well-researched. Mm. <laughs> we'll have to get, like... <laughs> historical fantasy I don't know if you saw but I literally just went on like some little rants about historical fantasy on TikTok yesterday um, it, I was I can't remember where I was but I didn't have headphones um, so I was silently watching TikToks yeah. um, so when they're too much talking I have to say. yeah I don't blame them yeah I did two very long rambles about I know I, I do intend to go back and watch them I, was just, like, I just have questions very unusual and they to need, I need to do them <laughs> And there's going to be two of these, and they're long, long videos. <laughs> there's um, something like, oh, sorry, started yawning or speaking. Uh, Game of Thrones count as like historical fantasy, or no? Trigger warning. Yeah. <laughs> Chat about sexual assault and, and rape. Um, and, rape. <laughs> and violence. Sexual and violence. violence. Sexual violence. Well, this is the thing because was, it, was this your question in the video? Well, kind of. I I had about. Mm. 12,000 questions okay. so people just had to pick one to answer to be honest because I said a lot because I was like you know things like Game of Thrones they're not historically accurate um, I mean they're in a kind of loose medieval mm. time period so they are kind of historical fantasy but they're not historically accurate no. if you took the fantasy bit aside they're still not historically accurate no. because like sexual assault and stuff wasn't as prevalent as people like to pretend in these fantasy books oh yeah so it's not historically accurate anyway even mm. if you took the dragons out of it and the zombies and yeah mm. yeah and they sort of pick and choose what technology they did and didn't have yeah um because i was like i also briefly mentioned like outlander which is obviously not something i've read or mm. i have no intention of reading it or watching it but um, you can't argue with me that it's just a historical it's historical sci-fi because there's a portal that takes you through time yeah and um there's a lot of my understanding is there's a lot of sexual assault and rape in it so and i made like it how i made it as far as series three or four ish mm. there is an awful lot of it mm. and it's not it doesn't get gratuitous until the episode where her male love interest gets kidnapped and imprisoned and then raped over a succession of days and they graphically show it because he almost gets like conditioned into accepting it anyway so yeah like he's it's like he's so graphic and it's torture and it's shown over like it's shown drawn out as it is where he gets conditioned into starting to accept it Mm. and like the character who plays the one who's doing the he's just so icky like it physically made my skin crawl it's like so it's quite visceral and that's the point at which i was like don't know if this is for me anymore and then i kept watching for a little bit afterwards because they go to france after that and like then all sorts of stuff happens and like she ends up having to have sex one day after she's had a baby to save her husband's life and it's like yeah so my questions one one of the questions in my tiktok was like how realistic is that actually mm. i was like historical people how realistic are these things yeah i need to know like was sexual assault happening all the time i don't believe they were especially in like but as i said i'm not a historian yeah but especially in like medieval times surely you had much more important things to be doing like trying to keep yourself alive and feed your family rather than i don't know just going out and getting on with like rape all the time like these books imply yeah i don't, I don't know sometimes if they're an excuse of like oh it's for historical accuracy, accuracy yeah blah, and blah, blah. but i don't i don't believe it's actually that accurate 
Oh, what's that? Do you need to include it there? Like, really? No. Do you? No. Maybe let her walk down a country lane. Yeah. <laughs> like, do um, we need to include it? And then some of my other questions were, so I'm currently reading a book that's a historical fantasy. Mm. And um, it's very patriarchal. And I was like, but how realistic is it? Like, how mm. common was, like, a patriarchal society thousands of years ago not thousands of years that's my question I was like in, it, in my head if there's no Christianity there's no need for it to be patriarchal mm. but I was asking the history people is that true am I am I putting am I saying Christianity is the influence for patriarchy yeah. am I misunderstanding that or because like when I see things about Viking era and they'll still be the same like oh you can't go and battle you're a woman and it's like well no because actually that wasn't correct but if you go, if you watch Vikings the show they're, they're that, more they're, historically correct because they have shield, shield maidens yeah. and like one Lagatha Lagatha is like one yeah. of the best warriors known so when, and they all respect that for the most part but then she is also raped a couple times in that show yeah, so when I read books that are, like, based in, say, like, a time period where Vikings were still uh, mm. a thing, and it's very patriarchal, and I'm like, but I don't believe that was actually women, correct for women those women ran people. their money as well. Women ran the household and did yeah. their money. So... If, again, if that's... I don't... Again, I, I'm not big into history. No. And we've been informed many times by our editor that our historical knowledge is not very accurate. But we never claim it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're also not going to research, because... No. <laughs> so, yeah, and, like... I know for a fact that, um, and this is a fact because I've watched TikTok videos on it by people who actually know history, yeah. that, you know, they've been able to prove that women were hunters as much as men and mm. stuff like that. So obviously we didn't live in a patriarchal society. So yeah, basically the, my massive ramble yesterday came from, I'm reading a book. Yeah. It's a historical fiction. It's very patriarchal, which doesn't feel right to me considering there's no Christianity or religion well, in it. Did you know, so women could own land until somewhere around the medieval times where they introduced laws so that they couldn't. Mm. But before that, they could. So that was a law introduced. So and that, like, I, I'm not going to say the dates because I always get this wrong. That makes sense. But the medieval-ish times, it was introduced. And then... And um, then didn't get taken away until like 1950. And then in this... <laughs> or whatever. Again, not accurate, but... And then in this book, there's like loads of... Well, not loads, but there's like allusions to sexual assault, and I'm like, but why? It serves no purpose in the book. It has mm. no need in the plot line. As far as I'm aware, it's not historically accurate. Why do we keep maintaining this and putting this in books? Unless your book is about like the plight of like women, mm. then it's relevant. But beyond that, well, it's only relevant if it was correct as yeah. well. Yeah. And I also have issues with like people putting it in to um, give their female character agency or whatever like mm. fuck off no the thing that the thing that she grows from yeah no I don't need that okay that was a anyway, big that was such a tangent, tangent. sorry, sorry. so the next book I'm going to talk <laughs> about <laughs> it comes out on the 12th of August it's called Natural Outlaws and Fractured Sover- Sovereignty which is a good title yeah um and it's by S.M. Pierce. I saw loads of I saw loads of TikTok videos of people complaining about the bum bum and bum bum and saying mm. like how crap it is and it's just people trying to copy Avatar and I'm like, no, it's a really good system. Like but, I know what I'm getting with it. I know it's I'm been around fantasy. longer than Akatar yeah, though. Exactly, like stop It's been around a while. Yeah, stop saying that she coins the bum bum and bum bum. Yeah, there's something of something and something. Mm. That's been around a really long time. Yeah, I like the titles. They tell me what I'm getting. They tell me yeah. I'm getting fun fantasy, like yeah. I think something's um, a staple of the genre. Let it go. Yeah, stop complaining. She says after she's just had a big complaint. <laughs> I mean, if the staple of your genre is rape, then like, let it go. <laughs> Maybe we don't need to hold on to that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, a precarious royal court, two thieves with everything to lose. Caught robbing the governor's mansion, Blythe is given a choice. Steal the crown jewel of Ostrate's greatest enemy, or her papa and his friends all die. Mm. 
Forced undercover as a candidate in the Fletch King's martial competition, she must survive the cutthroat court under the watchful eye of the governor's pet assassin. But how much of herself will this mission cost her? Kaylin got her into this mess, and now they must keep their heads down in their servants' quarters, enduring their new superior's brutality, and confronted with the terrors of their past. It's no longer as simple as crafting bombs and letting the fire do the work. There's nowhere left to run, and his real talent seems to lie in screwing everything up. Can a martyr learn what it means to live? Can a coward learn what it means to fight? So this is a new adult queer platonic dark fantasy that will take readers on a long con heist, sure to keep them on the edge of their seats. It contains themes and subject matter intended for a mature audience. Now this... I'm really intrigued by. Oh, that sounds really good. It's giving me like Liza Lockhamora vibes, which mm. I love. So, yes, yes, and I like a good yeah. heist. Mm. Just in general, yeah. I like there's a good just heist. something about the heist. It's mm. fun. Like, yeah. Do you watch Rick and Morty? No, I, I can't deal with the birthing. Oh yeah, yeah. There's an episode where they like mock the heist, and I'm like, I get it, I get it, yeah. but I still enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't deal with the burping in the narration, and um, I've just never been able to get past it. Yeah, I feel like that is, I feel like it doesn't happen as often as That's what everyone says on, if you, as you watch it, but yeah. it, it's still there. But I don't know if it, if that's actually true or if I just became numb to it as yeah. it went along and just started Well, this is it. what my brother says as well. He's like, if you get past the first series, it gets better and they don't do it as much. I'm like, but he's still doing it. He's still it. doing it, yeah. And I can't I can't get over it. Mm. It, it drives me insane. Yeah. Oh. So I will never get to watch that very good TV show <laughs> for that reason. I mean, no one said it was a very good TV show. <laughs> what do you know what I mean? It's yeah. fun and silly. Yeah, yeah. it's fun and silly, yeah. And there's loads of good memes from it, so I'm always down for something yeah, that ends up in a lot of memes. <laughs> um, so the cover for this, Natural Outlaws and Fractured yeah. Sovereignty, it's um, it's very fancy. It's got like a crown with a dagger cutting the crown in half. Yeah. And then it's got like flouncy, flouncy writing and little flourishes around it. And there's like flames. It just looks really cool. Go look mm. it up. It looks brilliant. Oh, that looks very good. Mm-hmm. There's that. Like, I say this a lot, but like classic fantasy. <laughs> I think I'm drawn to them when I'm mm. looking for them. Okay. On a completely opposite end of the spectrum, no. Yes. On the 5th of September, a book comes out called Her Favourite Jack-O-Lantern. And this is from the Gummy Bear Orgy series. <laughs> right. This is by Rebecca Rennick. Right. Um. So... It's book two in a series, but they can be read as standalones. Okay. Um, it's intended for 18 plus, contains sexually explicit content, and go to the author's website for a full list of content warnings. <laughs> I like it when they have to outsource the content warnings. <laughs> that's yeah. always a really um, good sign. <laughs> because a lot of the words can uh, Amazon won't let you have. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm. And then they make you list your book as like erotica and then it can't come up in search and yeah. so ridiculous. They're just always trying to fuck over the indie author. Um right. Jack Campbell has just returned to his hometown after eight years away in the army, much to his family's delight, to rent the only place available in town. He quickly appreciates his luck when he meets his new lavender eyed neighbour. Sm- Sally Smithson is a weirdo. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. Have you ever seen me about this cat horse? <laughs> From Riverdale. I'm a weird guy. <laughs> I'm a weird guy. I wear a beanie. <laughs> um, Sally Smithson is the weirdo among the townsfolk of a black house and hearse to match. Not, well, it's not weird if she's a funeral director. <laughs> it sounds like she drives a hearse for fun. Yeah, for, for yellows. Um, not mu- not many in the small Hampshire. <laughs> Sorry, in, the- in my head, I was like, um, drives the house for fun, and in my head, I was like, lots of storage. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get it out. Carry on. Not many in the small New Hampshire town appreciate her sense of style. You get annoyed about editing that out. It's your own fucking fault. <laughs> <laughs> 
It doesn't matter either way to her. She has her two best friends, her cats, and her interior design business, which is all she needs. Until a rather dashing, familiar, familiarly handsome man moves in next door, her high school crush, Jack, who finds her too enticing to ignore. She's sweet and loves her baked goods, but is different from the rest of the country club attending town. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I'm not like other girls. <laughs> Yeah, I'm done reading it now because I just keep thinking about that. Um, and it's like a little illustrated thing. Of, oh, nice. She's like in... Uh, why is he wearing an army top with Kiff? <laughs> He's wearing an army top for some reason. A... a top that says army. Like, he could have just worn the outfit and not had the word army. Um, fair. And she's got like a cute little black and orange witchy kind of outfit and holding a pumpkin on her head and he's holding her in the air because he's super strong and she's super small and then there's a ghost in the background a little tiny little sheet ghost it looks really cute it looks it looks fun it looks like it'd be a nice fun one yeah let's see what the other one's called pinky promise well i mean it's just the name of the series gummy bear orgy yeah incredible I, I wanted it to be like weird stuff <laughs> but that sounds cute. I will check that out. <laughs> uh, okay, the next one comes out on the 12th of September. This is one I've actually pre-ordered, and it's a complete different change of genre, everything. Just, we like to do that to you. Yeah, so we're just completely throwing this, throwing this out of fantasy and erotica everything um so this is called the free people's village and it's by sim kern so sim kern is a environmental journalist okay and they are the founder of uh the trans right reader fund trans rights reader fund that happened april maybe i can't remember when it happened mm. um and hopefully they'll be doing it every year because that'd be cool anyway i so said this is a um Eat the Rich Climate Fiction. So it's set in an... Okay. Uh, yeah. Interesting. It's set in an alternate 2020 timeline. Al Gore won the 2000 election and declared a war on climate change rather than a war on terror. For 20 years, Democrats have controlled all three branches of government, enacting carbon-cutting schemes that never made it to the vote in our world. Green infrastructure projects have transformed U.S. cities into lush paradises for the wealth white neighbourhoods at least. And a Bureau of Carbon Regulation levies carbon taxes on every financial transaction. There were so many big words in that. They weren't, but it felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> so this follows Maddie Ryan, who is a English teacher by day and a guitarist um, for a queer punk band in the weekend. Um and she learns or yeah she learns that um the eighth ward which is the area where they live um mm. is going to be sacrificed for a new electromagnetic hyperway for the wealthy white suburbs so she joins save the eighth a black-led organization movement fighting for the neighborhood at first she's only focused on keeping her band together and getting closer to red their reckless and an enigmatic lead guitarist but working with save the eight forces maddie to reckon with the harm she has already done in her neighborhood both as a resident of the gentrifying lab and a white teacher in a predominantly black school so it sounds really good sim's been doing so many videos Mm. sim's been doing so many videos on it and i've just been watching for i don't know like probably last eight months or so as more details get released mm. so i've been very excited for the release of this book um i don't know if the book i will receive i don't know if the one i've pre-ordered will come with it but i think the ones you buy from sims website the dust jacket um unfolds into a poster that's clever yeah i like that it's like um a poster like from the world kind of mm. thing so the uh the cover is mm. pink and it's got um, like a black outline of someone like with a, punk a bat, guitarist yeah, kind of outline hitting like a robot, a police robot. I don't know, police robot dog. 
something robotic-y. Mm. So yeah, it looks really cool. And then um, so it fold, unfolds into a big mm. pink poster that's like, um, I think it's meant to be like a poster that would have been in the, in the world. Yeah, that's very um, So go to Sims, Sim Kern. I think their, I think their TikTok is literally just Sim Kern author. Let me double check that. It's just Sim Kern. Mm-hmm. S-I-M-K-E-R-N. Go to their TikTok and you can see the poster and it looks so cool. But yeah. Very cool. Very different vibe. Very different to what we usually talk about as well. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, I was like, it's one I've pre-ordered so I should talk about it yeah. because I'm obviously interested. <laughs> and there's actually three that I'm going to talk about today that are on, I've pre-ordered. Oh, so. nice. This is another pre-order. All it right. comes out on the 26th of September. And it's a non-fiction, and it's called 101 Horror Books to Read Before You're Murdered. And it's by Sadie Hartman, who you might know from Instagram if you like horror books. Um, She goes under Mother Horror, and she now has actually moved over to TikTok as well, so you can follow her either places. Mm. Um, She has a very large following on Instagram. She's known as, like, Horror Lady. Yeah, Um, yeah, so this is a book that she wrote, and it's, um, well, 101 horror films uh, horror books you should read before you're murdered (laughs) so it comes with like a synopsis of the book um it tells you about the book's themes there's um like little um legends that tell you of some things like about um i don't know like about equality involves racist racism like and discussions on diversity like all these kind of things there's legends you can go through and pick out books that you think you might enjoy and it's also i think broken down into things like paranormal um like cults yeah yeah, yeah. like that so yeah it just looks like like that she's been teasing a lot about it i pre-ordered it (laughs) i can't wait to read it basically and then add to my tbr um 101 books so yeah oh that's not good for you I wonder how many I've read. I bet hardly any. Yeah, it's one of those things you feel like you've probably read loads, but then you realise it's like five. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I, it's Every probably time... just like I was going to say Dracula, but I've never read Dracula. Oh, you haven't. <laughs> That's my TBR. <laughs> the next month. It's like whenever um, I make those reckless for my blogs, which we sometimes then use as podcasting. Yeah, and I'm like, this is it. Oh, this is like a um. I think I absolutely love this trope. I must have read loads of it. And it's like, no, you've read like two. Yeah. It's like when I've done the like Dark Academia ones. Yeah. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, oh. I haven't, I haven't read that many actually. <laughs> Can I say I'm a yeah. fan of this? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. If you like horror, strongly recommend this, mm. even though I've not read it, but strongly recommend because I trust Mother Horror. I love, trust Sadie. She's brilliant. Mm. Okay, next one is another non-fiction, which... I've not pre-ordered. Okay. But potentially I might pre-order, to okay. be honest. Okay. So it's cool. It comes out on the 28th of September and it's called Vital Organs, A History of the World's Most Famous Body Parts. And it's by Susie Edge, who is a doctor and historic, uh, historian. They're a medical historian. Right. And um, they do have another book out, but this is like their new one coming out. Their other one's called Mortal Monarchs. A thousand years of royal deaths, which also sounds, sounds brilliant. Yeah, I don't think that's on Kindle Unlimited because that'd be cool. Okay, so this is. Uh, oh, I didn't. Did I show you the covers for? Oh, the hundred and one horror books is uh, like a zombie hand coming out of the ground holding a book that says a hundred and one. I horror like books. that. <laughs> it reminds me of like horror history style. Mm, like, yeah, cartoons. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Clever. Um. Uh, so back to vital organs mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the remarkable stories of the world's most famous body parts Louis XIV's rear end inspired the national, the British national anthem Queen Victoria's armpit led to the development of antiseptics and Robert Jenkins' ear started a war all too often historical figures feel distant and abstract more myth than legend and more myth and legends than real flesh and blood these stories of bodies and its parts remind us that history's most loved and most hated were real breathing creatures who inhabited organs and limbs just like all of us until they're cut off that is so this follows dr Susie edge um investigating 40 cases of how we've used abused dug up displayed experimented on and worshipped body parts including why percy shelley's heart refused to burn how Yol Ning's 
toes started a 1,000 year royal ritual and why a giant's bones are making us rethink medical ethics and the strange case of Hitler's right testicle. So yeah. Wow. It just sounds fun. That could be a whole book on its own, Strange Case of Hitler's right testicle. Um, and the cover of it is just like a, a, a illustration of a bleeding heart or like a heart. I like that. And yeah, it just it looks, it looks it like parchment fun. as well. Like, mm. and the cover for their other book is a similar style. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, with like medieval people like chopping off a head. <laughs> yep. So um, that might yet be pretty old. Yeah, sounds like it'd be quite interesting. Okay, this is one I'm very very excited for, and I think that you will okay, be very okay. excited when you hear about it. And I was following this author to apply to be an arc reader, and then I missed the cut-off point. Oh, no. And then I was really upset. <laughs> okay. Right. I'm in. I'm invested. So this comes out on the 13th of October. It's called Vampire Menstrual Syndrome, The First Cycle. And the series is going to be called Whoa, VMS. It's a trilogy series, mm-hmm. VMS, um, by S.C. Hunter. Recommend following her on TikTok because she's brilliant. Uh, Vampire Menstrual Syndrome is the unapologetically queer feminist supernatural comedy horror series that no one asked for. (laughs) (laughs) It was the no one asked for. Let me spat out my drink. (laughs) The first day of Vanessa's period takes a deadly turn when she is unwittingly sacrificed by a suburban cult of pretentious teenagers. After being exsanguinated, Vanessa crawls out of her shallow grave and is understandably upset. (laughs) Caught in a horrible cycle of ingesting and excreting blood, Vanessa Lee's answers fast. Thankfully, Vanessa's roommate, Wyatt, is bored of his monotonous summer retail job and is a a long-time fan of all things supernatural. Wyatt encourages Vanessa to investigate her own murder so that they can find some answers about her unexpected afterlife. Together, this dynamic, uh, this dramatic duo will go to any lengths necessary to figure out what the hell is going on in their mundane little si- little city. Vampire menstrual syndrome. And you thought cramps were bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is the content warnings. The first cycle, as the name implies, is the first book in a trilogy, lovingly known as VMS. As a result, this book has a cliffhanger ending. This book contains scenes of graphic violence, hard drug and alcohol use, talk of dys- dysphoria. Uh, experiences of queer, pho- queer phobia and microaggressions, death, non-stop period talk, yes, clots and all, and of course, blood. This book also contains queer romantic tensions, steamy makeout scenes and nudity, with a proposed spice rating of one chilli pepper. <laughs> um, I like it with a proposed spice rating. Like and the that. cover looks brilliant. So the cover looks like a graphic novel mm. cover. Um it's got like a test tube shape um, and it's red and it's got like lots of little images inside it's like platonic like symbols yeah like an upside down cross a little pentagon in the circle mm. um, yeah it just and then there's bats like coming out of the top is that? birds birds of okay description yeah it just looks really fun it looks like a graphic novel cover mm. it sounds fun the author's made it sound brilliant on her tiktok 10 out of 10, not Reddit. But no, I feel like you can really, really tell with descriptions now which author is on TikTok and which one isn't. Yeah, because they embrace the fun. Or yeah, just like... like, yeah, it's just the way they write the descriptions. Yeah, it's and very... they're putting about like content warnings yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, you can tell they're like uh, in touch with their audience. Especially that thing with the proposed spice racing. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing, obviously, people giving it. So, how many chili peppers do I give this? Yeah. She's like, my suggestion is. <laughs> One. <laughs> um, I've been trying to do that for romance books and I really struggle because I just mm. really struggle with the whole is something spicy or not because I don't know I feel like for me smut is a vibe yeah. <laughs> it's not like how many sex scenes there are or how it's much very subjective, stuff is talked about it's just the vibe because you can have ones that are like really the like the passion in them is a lot mm. but the actual sex stuff isn't yeah like the it's just like the build up and the tension the passion which i think makes it seem spicier mm. than if we have a very like 
several, like in say Den of Vipers, yeah, several extremely graphic. I was going to say like in Den of Vipers, from what I've heard about, it, from mm. what you've said, it doesn't sound sexy. I don't like. like I'm very aware that my yeah. <laughs> my brother edits this. It's podcast. just yeah, it's smart as a vibe, and it's personal preference. Yeah, I just don't think there's none of that that kind of vibe. There's none of that build up. It's just like. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is like for some people, but I've seen people give really, especially dark romance, they give it really high spice ratings because there are like extremely graphic sex scenes in them. Mm. But there's no like actual spiciness. Like, yeah. There's yeah, like no graphic, tension, no romance. Graphic, to me, like I wouldn't give something that's graphic but not the vibe a yeah. high because it's not. I don't know. For me, it's the whole experience yeah. of reading it and consuming it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, if we're just going by how much, what the sex scene was, that your spices rating would be different. Mm. So I don't know what the rules are. That's <laughs> why I don't do them. Yeah, and some people say, like, oh, if there's more than one sex scene, and it's like, but it depends on what the sex scene is. Or... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And I'm never going to highly rate a sex scene that does not include some form of consent or yep. <laughs> some form of the woman getting something out of it because then I'm just like, well, it a doesn't bit feel of realistic. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this last one for today. Mm. I actually physically own this already. Okay. It comes out on the 16th of October. Um, it's the second in the Secrets and Lies series. Uh, I reached out to the author, Ben Andrews, and he sent me both books for me to read. So I got the first one. So this month I'm trying mm. to read both of them. So I'll just read the description of the first book. Um, okay. Because obviously they are continuation. continuation. Um, but the series is called Secrets and Lies. The first one's called Secrets, Lies and Revenge and the second one's called Secrets, Lies and Sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So the first one. Four women, three murders, infinite secrets. After Emily Lamont and her grandmother, Cynthia, move into the affluent neighbourhood of Beechwood Close. I keep trying to read it, Breachwood. (laughs) Beechwood Close. Their plan is set in motion. Ava Shaw has built up a stellar reputation, the envy of society at Beechwood, yet her troubled past soon catches up with her when things begin to spiral out of control, threatening to finally expose the truth she spent years hiding. Rose Walker is struggling to find peace in her home, but when she is approached by a stranger who spins stories of a group that can change her life, things finally start to look up until she learns of their sinister motives. Florence Foster is transforming her life in a desperate attempt to recapture the affections of her wandering husband. But as divorce approaches, her worst fears come into fruition. Mm. As plans unfold and secrets are revealed, the fate of the four women hangs in the balance. One thing is for certain, hell have no fury like a woman scorned. Interesting. And the second one is continues on from whatever happens at mm. the end of the verse. Um, so... I follow Ben on TikTok and Bookstagram and I just feel like I, f- I feel like he might write good women so I wanted to okay. test that so yeah mm. I was really because you're always a bit dubious of like crime mm. thrillers written about women yeah it's actually the thing I usually hate the most <laughs> but this is like so we're putting our faith in you then yeah and it's got a slight comedy element to mm. it um, yes, yeah, so I'm very excited, and okay. he also sent me the second one, which isn't out yet. So I'm very, very excited. Very and nice. I think the covers look really good together. They're like purples, different shades of yeah. purples. Um, They're a bit um, like dystopian almost. Yeah, or kind of sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I will. Just like a house in I like a back lonely to you landscape. On this one. Yeah. Um, actually, there's quite a few in this episode that I will be back to tell you about somehow. Hopefully. Because I either already have them or have pre-ordered them, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I'm going to read them. Of course, in a, in a timely manner. <laughs> that, that means you might hear about them in a year. You yeah. could hear about them in a month. <laughs> could hear about them in six years if we're still going. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the books I picked out to chat okay. about today. That was a really good selection. It's a nice mixture, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm sure some of them you will be picking oh, up. God. 
especially these Kindle Unlimited ones where they're yeah. like the novellas they're too a trope they are like just like, like a little nom nom nom. Yum, nom 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 read <laughs> it on my lunch break read it when I can't sleep like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah good rut right. good mixture go to our card go to the link and you can find them on Amazon you can order them that way uh, the link is your always own. in our description by the way of the episodes of whatever yeah. platform you're on as well obviously put them in your own basket before you buy them um, follow the authors on TikTok or Instagram all of these authors are on TikTok and I think they might all be on Instagram give the ones, them some support the ones that are on Instagram when we post about on our on the Lazy Book Lovers podcast Instagram mm. when we post about this episode we do try and tag them yeah. um, so you can also find them through that way and potentially I've got my button gear and there'll be a TikTok post on this let's Maybe. not Let's not say definite. <laughs> I mean, we started the TikTok account and then didn't. <laughs> Life happened. We got the name. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we secured the name. <laughs> secured the goods. <laughs> if you want more from us, please go check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to follow us. Um, make sure to rate us if you haven't already. And please, please put some sort of text down because that helps us with mm-hmm. our ratings um you can follow us on instagram you can follow us on tiktok follow us in our facebook group we have a facebook page and a facebook group yeah which and we'd love to do some community stuff yeah in there, thinking, but there's none of you there <laughs> we're thinking we're gonna do stuff in our facebook group so please come over yes so that we do stuff and then if that goes well we're also considering stuff like a discordance thing so we just want to know that you're there and interested we just want to have a little <laughs> book community with you because mm. this is all about having like friends to talk about books with if you don't have bookish friends i yes. guess yeah exactly <laughs> um so, yeah. go visit our website because one of us just successfully spent a free a few re- days redoing it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so go look at our website um lazy booklovespodcast.wordpress.com yes and then on there you could send us or in any of our dms you could send us any books you want us to check out if you're an indie author there's a form on there or you can dm us and just Mm. give us your books so we can talk about it please come say hi and we will speak to you next week where we are going to talk about the books from these indie episodes we've actually read which we're hoping there's enough to fill a whole episode, <laughs> otherwise we're going to feel very guilty. Because <laughs> we always have the best no. intentions, yeah, but once they follow through, <laughs> let's find out. <laughs> oh dear. Goodbye. Bye.